0: shoom
1: Welcome to episode 125 of Tactical Crouch. The crew is back. Kick Tripod, Yiska, and Volumel all here reporting for Doo-Doo-Dee. Get
2: it? <laughs> yeah, I saw what you did there. I, for
1: Doo-Doo-Dee.
2: I <laughs> Do you still mute yourself, Joe? Oh yes, most certainly. Like I was like kind of jamming out like as the song was going, and you probably thought like, oh, maybe he's warming up. it. no, 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 I just have Eurobeat on on the second monitor. So (laughs) we were just jamming out, running in
1: the '90s, boys. Joe can't (laughs) listen to the intro video. Nope. Fun thing is, um, I've got, (laughs) I've got, I've got a slight remixed version that I'm hoping to get done in the next season two. Couple, couple (sighs) weeks. I'm
2: here for that, Joe. What I really want. And I'll listen to this. I want, like, a full-on, like, animated, like, anime intro with the Doodoo Pish song. That's what I want. I would love it. That would be hilarious.
1: I would... <laughs> animators are, like, we're, we're kind of looking into it for um, where I'm at now. We're kind of looking at, like, what would it cost for, like, an animator to do... <laughs> like, what if we just wanted to do, like, a really sick, like, anime? Like, did you see the new Billie Eilish music video? Animation on it is really sick. Um... <clears throat> It's Very like cool. super yeah, it's super cool. I'm like, how much would it be to nice. just like do one of those? And so um we'll have to see. We'll That'd be we'll, fun. we'll have to see. We're looking into it, but talk it'll to be the really patrons cool. maybe. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Uh well welcome back, uh everybody. Thanks for tuning in quick housekeeping stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter at tactical underscore crouch. If you want to support the show, go to patreoncom slash tactical crouch, or leave a sub right here at twitch.tv slash kick tripod, where we record every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon Pacific time. Um, come hang out, say hi and, uh, appreciate you. Big. Thank you to our patron producers. Battlecrab Pin, Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Pork Chop, Sammy, Kosh67, Kuchikopi, Shara, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Bean, Rex Zane, Roger B, Fabled Steven, Owen, Chris R34444, is holding me hostage, please send help, I'm under Yiska's desk, please send help, Yiska says, Fishers, Fritcha, Fisha, Fisha, Fish. Thanks so much for supporting the show. Appreciate you all a ton.
3: That, um, that might, be, might be a question you answered last week, but I'm just going to ask it on air. Have we heard anything from Partner?
1: No, so we we have not heard anything about partner. We dropped a little bit before below the seventy five concurrent viewers we need. So we mm-hmm. need to have really strong mm-hmm. numbers this week. Um, okay. Last time it took them almost seven weeks to get back to us. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. We're on week number three, so okay. Hopefully, it's a little that bit as faster. Like a, a good
2: thing. Yeah. They're like really looking at us. Like mm, yeah. So I don't know anything
1: these we three. Do, anything we can do. So um. Yeah. Hopefully we hear back soon. We'd love to. So partner, I mean, honestly, partner, the, the big thing that we'd like partner for is just because uh, it gives all the viewers transcoding options so that like, there's some people right mm-hmm. now who are like, I'm on 4G. My stream keeps buffering um, right, Yeah, because we stream at like a, like 5k bit, rate. And so like by not having those well having those transcoding options you would be able to like go down to 360p or whatever really easy and we would also get a lot more emotes as well which uh, we know how you, much you guys like the uh, emotes that we have now so they're
2: uh, pretty sick
1: if you haven't seen them they're check sick. out chat Blessica did an awesome job on them so
0: yeah they're super cool
1: super happy with them I kind of want to get like a little like a little cartoon version of like us around the table arguing or something like
2: yeah, yeah like how the the the, com- the, com- the comedy podcasts have like their animated like little like highlights where mm-hmm. like if somebody says something funny and like it's all animated and like the whole like hyperbolic analogy yeah, yeah, is like yeah. acted yeah. out it's they're super funny i'd yeah. love to take some of what you guys to say and just actually see it realize like
1: actually have that would animated. be a, a, a real
2: true sight into the mind of of the one of the most colorful people in Overwatch esports, so that'd, that'd be fun. We we'd have
3: to find a an animator that does ayahuasca with me though. In yeah. that case, oh certainly,
2: just fractals everywhere. Everything <laughs> is fractals. The, the machine elves come out of the woodwork. Yeah, yeah machine elves. Yeah, is that a thing? Wasn't that um, who's like the big like, uh, what what do they call them? um rocketeers who's who's like uh i can't think of the the guy conspiracy did lsd theory. no not conspiracy theorists no. you don't uh i keep wanting to say shaman that, it's not no it's not a shaman you all right stop never mind we're, we're done regardless we're so off track
1: yes welcome <laughs> back how was your week away how was your break from Jeez. joe and i did you miss uh, us uh,
3: so yeah, it was a little stressful. I bombed through the speech. <laughs> that bad? Like, um, I mean, from my perception, I like, I, I skillfully dodged saying the the like the the punchlines in like three good jokes, which I was kind of upset about. And I don't know, like, yeah, I, I don't do public speaking a lot, right? So, um in general i mean it was 100 people in the room which is by the way completely legal in german before i get the COVID things you can't do 150 here um but
1: i mean i can tell you about what's legal here doesn't mean it's safe yo
3: <laughs> don't mean it's safe <laughs> no, you're not- going back to school
1: in a week and a half <laughs> not- let's
3: go not-, not gonna lie not gonna lie there were some practices in it during that wedding where i was just like
1: yeah dude like
3: <laughs> so have you ever seen this wedding this wedding Oh game yeah, you're you saying where you put like that? a string through the rows of people, and then the ring has to travel through the 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 rows. It's like a everyone has metaphor.
1: to.
3: Okay, dude, get your mind out of the gutter, Jesus Christ! <laughs>
0: but I was thinking a joke. So <laughs> everyone
3: touches that ring. Therefore, mm. so if there was one guy in there. We have a super spreader here. Like, it's a, I was Everybody's just like, really, guys? Like, that's what we're doing? I'm just, like, taking my hand sanitizer out, just going over the ring. Like, what he's
2: watching. Like, I've never heard anything <laughs> remotely like that.
1: I'm okay with, honestly, I've been thinking, I was even telling Kay, like, I'm okay if, like, I'm I wear a mask outside. Like, the more I, like, I watched, so between watching Contagion and then... <laughs> all of this happening. I'm just like, you know what? Mm. Let's just not be exposing our mouths when we don't have to to other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I'm like, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm sure I'm going to get some snarky, like YouTuber in the chat or, or YouTube comment. We're just going to be like, uh, you're not allowing yourself to build up a immune system by doing that. And like, the, it's like the opposite, the uh, episode oh, of yeah. The Office, where everyone walks around and just like coughs into Dwight's face. <laughs> he's like, I need to build up, help me build up an immune system. So, like, every time they like cough or sneeze or anything like that, they just Very like good. walk by. And he's like, <coughs> anyways, that's a gross way to start the show. Welcome back, chat. Good to see you all. Who's all, well. all here? Joe might need to leave to go. Throw up or something i don't know he looked kind of disgusting uh, i was that. just
2: going i was just thinking of different titles to add to the show like uh, episode 125 yes spits in our mouths you know just uh, that's where my mind went could you imagine the just snl just if you really want to build up an immune system let me get what a German the corona to... rings <laughs>
3: there, there, you go. <laughs> go. <laughs>
1: there you go yeah she's all right chat we're going to, we've got a lot to talk about. I think the big thing mm. that we probably, we didn't actually get to discuss this because this happened shortly after our podcast. Uh, but Dallas Fuel mm. has uh, cleaned, I wouldn't say cleaned house, but they uh, mm. did some housekeeping. Quite a bit. Quite so a bit. <laughs> Arrow gone. Mm. Um, tickety gone, which we did announce there. Arrow wasn't gone before. Which I yep. think is kind of the big one. Um, mm-hmm. On that, uh, Yiska, how how do you feel? Yeah, we didn't even get your like decay tape. Yeah, we didn't get well, your I, decay I had, take. I heard through the grapevine we need the tickety one. We need to cut. Just break it down for us. Let's get let's get back up. Oh yeah, Harry Hook gone too. So the last envy player.
3: Yeah, I'm not he going kinda, to mourn him. Like, yeah. he, he would have gotten some mourning from me before the stuff he did. You're gone, dude. Like... Yeah, you can't be... You oh, that's seeking right that's right, I actually like,
1: totally missed that. So I need to apologize because I can, I feel like I approached that kind of... Uh, unempathetically to the situation, which my desk just fell down. <laughs>
2: trying really hard not to laugh as you're like like he let the desk down (laughs) that was really funny
1: not (laughs) the time to laugh
2: but that was really good
1: anyway so uh, I feel like I approached that because I honestly missed all I saw was the announcement Mm -hmm. and then I like totally forgot about it and so there was a lot more to that than just like oh they decided to go another direction with Harry Hook um, yeah. Or like it's not working out for them. So, with all of that said, Yiska, catch us up on your thoughts, your feelings. Get angry for us, yeah. whatever you, whatever you're feeling.
3: Um.
0: Okay. So, I think we got functionally the full story
3: after. Not okay. The symptoms of the full story, uh, by what Tiketi said, sure. in essence, yeah. And I think it was a fair way of framing that situation. I think that was Um, pretty mature. I think there there must be a give and take. Like, okay. Yeah, of course. If it, like... I think the the pattern... So the news hits and Hastro tries to put a spin on it because probably he also reasonably assumed that they would be catching flack for it given their history right how could you not um of course my first my first gut impression was like okay you you're framing it that way my man like you're asking to be reported on basically by anyone yeah. that is so, sort of in the know sympathetic to uh the situation right because there are two sides of that to that story of course mm-hmm. and much of it was revealed particularly I, I i think in terms of like not being able to get on the same page but you got to look at rascal look at og to a degree who didn't work out you got to look at decay you got to ask yourself what closer is in those situations like that's four for four my guys like <laughs> that that is a pattern that the finest bayesian in the world will tell you it is very very unlikely that you flipped the coin four times and you got heads four times in a row right when it is a highly weighted coin towards you not screwing that up because you actually got amazing talent that among others won overwatch league titles so like in that case right so decay leaves and i think there's a little bit more to that story still if that will ever come out we don't know uh nothing that substantially changes anything about that um, I like the spice that the other owners gave towards that situation, saying like, "Oh yeah, next thingy." By the way, like maybe that's—I don't know if that's even relevant at this point. But like the accusation of Dallas holding the contract until it uh, was not longer tradable, mm. from my best information, that is absolutely not true. And I, the way uh, Hastra has portrayed himself to be a player's first, um manager mm-hmm. to a fault also has me Speaks think that that, wasn't, that. The, yeah, yeah. wasn't the case. Because if we're looking at patents in that regard, we also have to look at other patents. Fair enough that same thing happened to Rascal, but like in all other
2: cases, it was that I mean, look at, look at who's still being paid by Envy. Sure, right? 100%. like that's. And That's, I and I appreciate the community for, like, coming to the player's defense. Like, how could you do this? Like, you're potentially ruining one of the best player's careers by not allowing him to be traded. It's just one of those coincidences that I think you rightly can have speculation and be like, you better not have. But, you know, it. I think the track record speaks for
0: itself. And, you know,
2: to his credit, it sounds like he did. So,
3: yeah. So that happens. um, that's that's the thing. Okay, the you guys remember the, the episode beforehand, right? Where it said there yeah. are patterns in Dallas where I think that their performance will improve. Mm-hmm. That was word was already on the street. What what fuel is saying there for like the players were informed on that day is, to my knowledge, not true.
2: Well, it was the players and the staff. They they were uh, the fuel put it out that the players and the staff were informed like today oh yeah maybe it's some technicality of like i'm not saying no i'm i'm agreeing with you i'm agreeing with you that it was like this is weird because yeah yeah so young being head coach
3: like or or, or, i don't know what what the role whatever like i just Mm. knew what in fact was happening and i thought it would translate fairly quickly it didn't mainly because i thought decay was actually going to play and he didn't right Yep. Fair enough. Then he's out. Um, certainly, also, if what Hasra is saying is true, and I haven't, followed, ha- haven't had time to follow that up, if he actually didn't show up, that's very possible, by the way, that he didn't. Yep. Um, then that's a problem. Um, that you c- a type of mentality that you also like, yeah, you can acknowledge we made mistakes, but now we gotta like, we gotta, gotta cut someone out and mm-hmm. have them live their best life. Right? Yep. So the the issue was like if I had told you guys or hinted stronger towards why that uptake is happening and I like and tickety is the first one going, it's it looks like he's he's a fall guy, right? Yeah. Or he's yeah. a he wasn't, right? So um yeah, in general, I think that's uh the culmination of everything. It's also like in my mind, I just didn't know how many coaches there still were. Yeah, like there's there was Arrow, right? There was mm-hmm. uh, Yong, There was Volgin. There was Tickety. Was there someone
2: else? Uh, I'm gonna pull up their Wikipedia right now. Uh, player manager. No, that's about it right now. Young and Volgin are just the inter- or interim head coach and the assistant coach. So yeah, you had four coaching four four member coaching staff, and, and now they're five. two. Yep. Okay. Well, that's rough for the playoffs, certainly. Um... <laughs> yep. But I also and... don't think you you pull coaching staff. At, before the playoffs if you're not already on like your last legs where it's like okay something's got to work you two look like you got your head on your shoulders run it for the rest of the season try your best try and make playoffs you know try to make a good run but we're we're already our heads are already in 2021 that that's what i took from all of this fuel fuel
3: and i i also like the the important thing for fuel is the following don't make rash decisions there's so much volatility in the system. Like we don't know what, what's happening with Overwatch 2 in terms of like the off season. You first and foremost, you need to start with a team builder. With someone that has a sensible way to build a team that works coherently and also has a good negotiation tactic to get contracts that don't lock you in place. Right. Well, still
2: making it fair for everyone. Um you need someone do we, with a plan. Do we want to give like nods to who that could not could be, but who we'd like to see kind of head up the Dallas rebuild for 2021? If anybody. Do you have any thoughts on that? Because I tried to weave it in last episode with with Albert. I I'm genuinely impressed with how Albert's done with the Florida mayhem. I think that Florida like the, the misfit staff should probably try to keep him, but if there was talks of him leaving. I'd love to see him at Dallas. I think he'd put up a good roster at Dallas. I mean, even, even like someone... I, I thought
3: before Packing signed that deal with sure. a, a, a Valiant, mm-hmm. like they should have approached him already back then. Yep. If that was possible in their cards, right? Yep. I think that's another um, good one. I mean, okay. On one hand, I think Dallas Fuel has the funds or has demonstrated to have the funds to go big. Oh, certainly. Yeah. If they don't, I think they have a fine candidate in their organization. Which is a former, a, yeah, former contenders coach, right? Uh, Chu. Okay, who, sure. Who? Yeah, um, i mad at that. Who always builds very competitive rosters? There, I don't know if that's possible. Um, but you gotta have someone that can take take full charge. Mm-hmm. Like at best, I want a strong personality. Um, Someone who's charismatic, who can get p- people on, on like, e- even better, like, or if you can't get parking because he feels comfortable with where he is, maybe get Mike Schwartz. Like, you don't have to have him on the head coach position. You can easily get him on the general manager position, that type of yeah. personality, right? Yep, yep. Um, Other team builders that I have increasingly uh, gotten to appreciate, I think uh, there's something to be said about Glitch.
0: Um, okay, sure.
3: For Toronto, yep. like yeah, you can say okay, you fell, kind of fell into um,
2: into. Uh, I don't Uni. think you f- y- sure, but I don't think you fall into talent. You don't, I don't fall think into talent, and you don't build so many rosters that remain competitive. Yeah, like, yep. um, I think Houston's Academy GGEA, if they were supposed to play or when they were same. supposed to play, that roster looked like it was gonna do all right, and he was kind of heading that. From my understanding. Like he was he was definitely involved in some way. I don't know if he built it, but he, he always kind of finds himself around good rosters. And I don't think he's the type of person to just coast or just like luck into these positions. And again, like if we're gonna go full Bayesian, like four times is enough to, to say, Hey, there's probably a pattern here. And it's probably not just luck. Yeah. So um
3: yeah. I mean it's it's so hard. But right it's like sure, yeah. Maybe just like also have someone that could give give you put confidence in someone who could get you the the guy. That's the thing. Like you, we're talking about gate like who watches the gatekeepers? That's once mm-hmm. again the, the question, right? Do we who look at just um
2: I like if if I, you're if you're g- heading has, the project and yeah. you have all of these problems, and you're supposed to be the project manager, let's say, for the team. And this is what you get time and time again. Yeah, I you think it's it. time for a regime change. I think yeah. everybody's got to go. You know, I I think Young and Jin probably will land on their feet, but again, unless they they look aren't I don't know. It's
3: that's like the r- I haven't I have only okay. This is should I even say this because this is only secondhand. Re- I haven't read. The tickety uh article in full mm. and while i was on a bike someone read the article to me or okay. summarized it sure and it sounded like tickety was saying that have you read it just so you know nice cross... guy like it. Okay, then, the right... then let me not interpret anything into it uh, otherwise okay. but ba- basically like um as you said the pattern there of s- s- systemic fa- failure i Actually, like what people—that—that's a weird one, because people think uh, sorry, Hascher is the issue. I don't think he he is at all, and has proven to be an issue at all. Here's the thing: Mm -hmm. Um, this guy has been leading that organization as a CEO, doing all kinds of things, but being full time involved with players, right? Mm. While he was sometimes involved, right? Sure. We like the failure of Dallas. Is not necessarily on him if he's just leading the business that is able right. to pay these. Like as far as I can tell, from a business side of things, Dallas does very well, right? Yeah. Uh, let's not forget 2016, and when he was still more involved in team building was the uh, most Certainly. successful baseball sports uh, organization of that year. So yeah, I, I think in general. Um, like Hastro stepping into a position where he's once again team managing more, he gotta get gotta get uh, some guy in with a with a vision, right? Mm-hmm. And
2: with a proven vision. Like someone like Mike Schwartz is basically yes. what I'm saying. And those those are dimes a dozen, like are not dimes a dozen, like those are like worth their weight. Yeah. Like you don't have a lot of those people that are still around working in those jobs because they've been like promoted up through that like theory. Um, and I always forget the, the, the term where like you get promoted past like your expertise and never get yeah. to like really Pizza master. Control, so. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and there's not a ton of those like good general managers. They usually get promoted up into, you know, brass of some sort. So it's Schwartz would be a good, da- good, good tap, but I don't see Valiant letting him go because is he not like heading up both? immortals for valorant and overwatch league um they're both are right like him in packing yeah
0: yeah it's yeah they're
3: they're, like i think okay i think mike schwartz is actually even more general Mm. um and then packing is both general manager and head coach for both valorant and
0: overwatch that's my understanding Mm.
1: so there's there's a few things that I think I wanted to go back on, but I don't think we have time um, on around uh, not the TASMO. Man, why do I always get TASMO and Hastro? up? Yeah, I always get them mixed up mm-hmm. on, on the Hastro stuff because I think some people will think that, um, that we might have gone over like the tweet saying like if Decay doesn't practice, Decay doesn't play, and if Decay doesn't want to play, then we're not going to keep him there kind of threw them under the bus there um and then multiple people came to decay's defense on twitter public figures and players came to decay's defense on twitter to um def- like to to defend decay as a player and their work ethic and um like that that seems a little i think I would. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear. Top. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that, based on, um, you know, kind of what you're saying with uh, this not really being on Hastro and also the fact that Hastro is the one who made the the decision to put the coaches into um, the position that they were in to sign the rosters that they have. Um, like that, where does that not fall on him?
3: Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. Like. I don't know how the the responsibilities fly in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also there's also a thing to be said about a general manager that, when they don't get the responsibilities, will remain almost like inert in that role and just basically become like a logistical manager rather than a general manager that takes ownership of the um situation i'm sure. not sure, like i'm I'm not. Speculating on what yeah. what is happening there, I'm just like hypothetically. If that's the case, then like you just need a strong character. It doesn't work otherwise.
1: Yeah, and I'm not I'm not trying to say that um, anything that Yiska has said here is is not sure that I don't agree with it at all. I just like I mm. I know people will feel like we didn't address the other side of that, yep. even if it was very quickly. So, mm. um, yeah, I I just wanted to make sure that it's not like we're blind to that at all. I think that there's just a lot. It's definitely not clear cut, is it? It's really diff- It's really huh? easy, and like I think every time something like this happens, you you find people who like take one or two specific public instances and can use that as the ammunition to blanket blame anything negative, regardless of the understanding of how the organization is run, the different factors mm-hmm. at play, and uh, you know we're gonna try to avoid that as much as possible. I think. Yep. So.
2: So it's a messy situation. Nobody's really happy about it. I'm sure Dallas isn't happy that their they're kind of money trade uh, from last season, money in terms of like the value and not necessarily just financially or monetarily, um, just like super important trade for them coming into this season kind of fell through. Um, I'm sure Hasbro probably isn't like super happy with how the team has been run uh, for the last, what, three seasons, how it's performed. Um, business side of things maybe he's more more pleased with, but. Um, yeah, it's it's not a good thing. So both both parties probably yep. have some sort of responsibility and fault in, involved.
1: Absolutely. But let's uh, let's go on to some gaming stuff or not gaming stuff. Uh, let's go on to countdown cup stuff because uh, we do have mm-hmm. a lot of matches to mm-hmm. uh, take a look. We're going to start in NA. Actually, you know what? We did NA last month and we ran out of time for Asia, so we're going to do the opposite. We're going to start in Asia. And then we go. are going to um, work from there. Asia bracket. I'm getting that timestamp for you, YouTubers. All right. Asia bracket. Um, NYXL versus Guangzhou. Let's start there. NYXL taking it to a map five against Guangzhou before they walk away with the win. Um. How was how's,
0: how's that one for you, Go. It, I think it's nice to see New York finally kind of
2: find their footing, if that makes sense, um, with the roster or at least the DPS lineup that I kind of like hinted at by, by the reason why I was like very skeptical of pushing them forward in the playoffs, um, or at least for the Countdown Cup and then obviously within playoffs. I don't think they deserve as much criticism as they're getting. Um, I, I understand the frustration with this team. It it is a frustrating team to try and wrap your head around, but to run around kind of dishing out individual like critiques when we have seen a lot of these players do extremely well, feels a bit strong. um, there's there's been a lot of takes i've heard from the grapevine you know i try to keep my my eyes bleached of reddit as much as possible but even the strongest vitriol finds its way to me at some point point. and to hear like people like nene and people like jonak being critiqued and like heavily criticized it's like i'm the first to kind of call you know hey maybe it's time to like find somebody else I don't see what you see like this is this is very divorced from what we've seen throughout the entire season with Nene with Jonak with most of this New York roster just individually what happened here I don't know it's so difficult to say is it like a practice thing where they're splitting a practice is it a weird like trying to find a where's Mondo is he even of age yet like he's 18 correct um Why is Libero playing Brig? That's kind of like my like, Okay, what's going on with this roster? Why are we seeing so many different pieces change out week by week? I'm kind of over the big narrative of like, oh, well, New York's like just trying in the regular season. And then they'll, they'll like bring it in playoffs and how that kind of mirrors itself within the monthly tournaments. I think it's sexy. I think it's a cool thing that I hope some team does at some point. I just don't get that feeling with New York right now it seems like a team that's just trying to find itself and having to like swap in pieces bit by bit doesn't seem like they have a cohesive fit. They probably don't have a cohesive read on the meta because of that. They still managed to take it close against Charge, who basically were my odds on favorites to, to not win the entire Countdown Cup, but to at least be the favorites in this match. Um, when you have talent like Hawksall, Mono again, a consummate professional throughout his entire career, Jonak. Animo definitely is uh, in my crossfires, but. Yeah, it New York, it's, it's a systemic thing. It's I don't think it's a I don't think it's a player individual like skill thing. This seems. Something bigger, this is this is this is something at the top
0: down. That's the problem.
3: Yeah, sure. I mean, you can still commend them on their recent uh, improvements, but it's like
2: the, the real improved, do you think?
3: I think so, I think they've picked up some steam right, like, here's the thing New York was on a path to actually getting second in uh, in APAC yeah. like they beat Wang Zhao in the important matches where they're, they're direct competitors I think they beat them back to back now um, if I'm not mistaken, is that right? Um, um,
2: see. what do you mean? back to back oh, like just in like repeated matchups? Yeah, I know they beat so, them in July. Let me look at June. So they beat
3: beat them on the July 25th 30. Yeah. Then they lost to Shanghai Fair, they beat them again at the uh Countdown Cup. Like now they ca- cannot get second uh slot yeah. anymore. But um they were on a good path to get there, right? Mm. Um still it's like it's actually staggering how far away now every team seems to be from Shanghai. Oh. Like yeah, you can catch a lucky meta and then you can it can sort of get scary for the for Shanghai. But like in the majority of cases, I think Shanghai is just clearly the best team in that region. Yep. Like
2: by, by If it a wasn't clear match. before, it's clear now. Like and... I skimmed through the VOD after the fact because I was like, it is the ass crack of dawn. I'm not staying up yeah, any yeah. longer. I know this is gonna be a four-o. It was a four-o. I went to yeah.
0: bed. I'll, it's actually... I'll watch the highlights.
2: Yeah. And it's
3: it's actually truly impressive for a team to get so far ahead of their competition. Um because like you usually don't see that to the degree. Um of course, like in in Okay, I will say in such contained small regions, mm-hmm. right? Because like there's a limited amount of teams you can scrim against, realistically. Yep. So you would think that the trickle-down effect of what you can do would sort of like permeate all, all kinds of teams, and they would take some of your, your tricks and whatnot. <laughs> Um, that's not mm. happening in that small region. Of course, I, like we don't know how, how much contenders teams are involved. I'm I'm hearing yeah. like good things from contenders teams as well, but we can say with relative confidence that the amount of teams that are currently scrimming in NA is going to be much larger, um,
2: like that. That's in the Overwatch League scrim bubble universe, kind of. Yeah, right? yeah. That, that's kind of an interesting thing, and I kind of want to explore that, like in a weird way because is it is it do you wonder so that that framework of being able to kind of like be this top team and like scrim other top teams in you know APAC that should be able to like kind of spread some of the knowledge a little bit more mm. evenly does that change knowing that the knowledge gets changed every 2 weeks I suppose,
3: but then you should also be able to catch up quicker, right? Like it shouldn't, like nobody should be 26 and 2 if everything is resetting so hardcore. That's by the way, I'll straight up admit, I remember having like, maybe the, the people that I called out ba- ba- uh, back in the day uh, also remember this. Mm. I didn't think it was possible to be this dominant. I thought it was legitimately going to be that zero teams are going to sit at 80% plus win rate in hero course. And that's quite obviously with Fusion, Shock and, uh, and Dragons, not the case. And it was actually possible to have the fundamental aspects of it and to be as adjustable as to, um, to, to be the dominant teams across many
2: different metas. So let me throw this at you then. And this this is like a weird like math hypothetical that I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing a question out there. Do you think that, that your idea of no team being able to like breach 80% win rate like they did last season is due to like the division split up? Like if you had teams like New York, Guangzhou, Shanghai in NA playing against the top NA teams, do they just trade amongst each other and fall around the 60% and just like topple everybody else but still like just kind of trade in their own bubble. Well, I think the stronger signal there is to say
3: is there a team that's very good and has a very easy uh travel schedule. That would have probably been the more sure. interesting yeah. part, right? Like we, we wouldn't have had the equal opportunity for everyone or would mm. would have is a very good team getting shafted by great uh, by by like great travel burdens, and therefore us actually never realizing how great they are, the fundamental level of coaching and whatnot, because they're sure. just making the best out of it. And then one team actually... like I think Guangzhou would have had more homestands, right? I would have had to... It's, look it's look been at so long him. since yeah. I've bothered looking at the travel know. schedule. But for I instance, think I can, so. I could easily see like a team like The Justice uh, gaining from that and becoming like a Toronto esque team at the very least, Mm. um, in terms of like performance over the season. Um, But like, yeah, I think what would you, in general, if you're asking, okay, let's take travel out of the equation. um, Yeah, I think like you would probably at the tails, you would still have like
2: one or two teams that are like this. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you think they break 80 though? Maybe they get like near 70, high 70s. (sighs) I mean, I've,
3: it depends that- on the distribution. Of, like that, then, we are also asking: Are they play Pacific or uh, like Atlantic? Because, like for instance, the reason why Charge can't break eighty percent is because they have to play Shanghai three or four so times, right? One hundred percent.
2: What I'm yeah. saying is that like if we were to go back before COVID, before the the, the hard mm. and fast regional splits, like we mm. obviously still would have regional play, but mm. you'd have a lot more interregional play as well. Yeah. You'd, you'd yeah. be able to play some of the weaker teams in NA during your tour. Mm-hmm. The, the NA teams would go to you know Asia and China and Korea and play some of the weaker and relatively stronger teams there as well. So it's there's a lot going into that. I guess I, I see I, I kind of see ground on the travel point didn't necessarily kind of mm. cross my mind as much that that will affect their play. Um, just looking at like the strength of teams. And if you were to like again kind of LA it where you had all the teams in one spot, travel wasn't an issue, hero pools weren't an issue, you just have them play, or maybe you give them hero pools, you still get this crazy mix-up at the top where nobody's just like clearly beating everyone. You have teams like the shocks, the Paris, the dragons, the charge to an extent that just kind of trade amongst themselves, beat everybody else, but Trade games based on the meta at the top, kind of still giving you credit with the eighty percent. Like nobody's—I don't think anybody's going to break eighty percent out of those like five teams. You put them in a bubble and let them scrim. I'd be—I'd be kind of hard pressed to to think that you know shocker dragons just hundred zero everybody. Yeah, I mean, I mean,
3: fair. Like it's very hard to to play the what if game, right? Like mm-hmm. as we discussed in that episode before I left, like. One pack of wolves can change an entire ecosystem. Sure. That pack of wolves is dragons, and if they also permeate their, like spread their knowledge across many other uh, teams, maybe that helps other people as well. It's, it's really hard to anticipate what, uh, what, what would have happened. But um, I, still, I think the underlying point of me saying it wouldn't be possible to be consistently good across many different metas has been thoroughly
1: proven
0: wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, generally speaking, I'd agree.
1: Um, Well, let's let's talk about this other match that went close. Because let's be honest, the semifinals and finals were not close at all. (laughs) Nope. But uh, there was one, actually, I think two kind of interesting matches here. Um, Hangzhou versus Seoul Dynasty uh, being one of them. Going to a map five. I can't remember who had did any of us actually pick Soul? I think we all went against Soul, did we not?
2: Yeah. Yeah. At least pretty
3: sure. I haven't I don't remember my I mean Soul went anybody. against Soul as far as I can tell, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do you how are you your better team and then still lose the
2: series? That's I What do you what do you say? Is is this enough to say mental? I don't know what it is, and I don't
3: think I don't. anyone knows what it is, and I don't no. think if you were standing twenty four seven in their practice room,
2: you would know what it is. No, I don't, yeah, like, I don't think the coaches know, and I don't think it's the coaches' fault either. Like I'm, I'm hearing a lot of flack. Yeah, soul direction in terms of like the coaching staff. Um, uh, maybe some criticism can go their way, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'd, I'd really soften the blow when it comes to like coaching, especially this season, if. They don't have like a just overly negative track record. Like I think if this is your first kind of uh, experience as a coaching team together, and it's within this season, I don't know. I I give a little bit of slack, and I think that Soul's done okay. Um, consistency issues, sure. I I'd, I'd have to agree there, but. This can't be easy. This this is not a easy way to do it. And sure you have teams like the Charge. You have teams like Paris that can do it. I don't think that that's necessarily fair to just go, well, the best teams in the world can do it. Why can't you? It's like, well, you don't also have the best players. You have good players. You have one of the best players, but Right. You also have a new coaching John, staff.
3: John There's there's a there's a side tension that wants out. Can I let it out? Alright, open it. Okay. <sighs> Overwatch League coaching is the best coaching that has ever existed in esports. And I think <laughs> that transcends, actually, to the point of even Brutal coaching. The things that coaching now seems to do in this... Uh, and I'm not... Okay, like... League of Legends is certainly also a, a thing that... Where we have to compete with, yeah, dude, I cannot believe how much coaching and coachability has impacted how people like land in Valorant.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree that it's like important, and I think we do it actually nuts how ten-year
3: veterans are still absolute children when it comes to being teammates. When they were like, um. Like legends of the game. I cannot sit through a a game of watching stream uh, play with Fish123. It makes my blood boil. It's like unreal. So like there's there's the one thing of coaching but also being like having the coaching that gets into um, into the uh, into the player And, Mm -hmm. like, them being broken to the idea of of coachability and someone actually knowing better. And it's also, like, we actually have talent from these nuts games like Brood War, like Rush, for instance, coming in now. That, like, we are paying well for coaching, relatively speaking. So we're Mm -hmm. attracting top talent. Now... It, okay, we, we definitely have to, maybe I shouldn't have said, uh, definitely the, the best, best coaching. Yeah, that's where I I'm not sure about League of Legends, if, if, but, like, the vast majority of other esports just get absolutely demolished by our coaching staff. And, top it off, if these guys got mm-hmm. in there, especially top coaches, they could also do a thing or two to to yeah. those scenes. Uh,
2: like, I'd agree with that. It, I think, I think th- Overwatch has slept on in terms of how strong the coaches are. I, I genuinely believe that a lot, of, a lot of the top coaches in our eSport would do well. I don't know if they'd win, but I think they'd, they'd do well for themselves walking ready? into a new eSport. You ready? I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to piss off the old guard. Okay.
3: Overwatch League coaches would run on CSGO and take it over within six months. What Six kind of months? People, uh, what kind know. of people are quick. getting top tier jobs there, dude? Consistently. Like, okay, this coaching structure is very different because it's usually one guy that so- somehow is called coach because he has to deal with the with the yeah. egos of like five like NA uh NA players. But mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> that wouldn't fly. Can you imagine Krusty walking into an in an NA scrim? He would Break people apart, just like pick them, pick them apart, put their souls like into small pieces, give you an uh, IKEA
2: instruction how to put yourself together, and then yeah. like come to his practice next week. I like, think he's allowed to do that though because he has like the player's respect. Whereas if you just take Krusty and put him in CS, I don't think he has any respect. So I don't think he's allowed to do I, that. I don't yeah. think he, he has like the the same resources it's not like he would care about that
3: right i like
1: i like no, the, I like the premise uh, so yeah, i like the just... i like the premise right i like the premise of uh we, ha- we do have really great coaches and i think we do and i think yep. a part of it though is that overwatch needs great coaching to be played at the highest level i believe um, i would agree with that and therefore when players understand that And coaches understand that, and the game is built around that. I think you create a better ecosystem to facilitate Mm. that. I don't know if you just plug in a great coach who can coach a very coach-heavy game around players who chose to play a game that requires coaching to play at the highest level. I don't know if you can do that for a game like Valorant and expect the same results. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know. And I don't know enough about CSGO and I don't know enough about the egos um, and how big of a deal that is and how how those egos have been um, expanded because they mm-hmm. haven't been coached into moldable yeasty bread though. And instead, they're just hard, you know, these hardened rocks. I don't know how much of that is there, but I would, I would assume that all right, I wouldn't yeah. assume, but I, I would want to know more about you know if you bring in Kochi or uh, you bring in Krusty, and you have five guys who just say "f you," we'll just go to another team where we don't be whatever. They'll probably consider it micromanaging or something. Like I would yeah. I'd be really interested to see that.
0: No, it's they're they're different games. Again, I I I feel the
2: the argument, and I agree with like the Dude. general premise. It's just like the. The, it's uh, also, the wording, the framing, let's say. It, it's, it's impossible with, like,
3: it, forget game fundamentals. It's impossible that a personalities like Scream and also, I'm just going to say it, Mixwell, exist to that extent over a five-year career in, a, in an eSport where a coach knows what they're doing. To that extent, and also letting that hang on stream. Yeah like that that's not a, like a especially the mismatch in those teams is hilarious to me of course that thing also happens in in overwatch Let, let's not get past mm-hmm. that right like there's definitely like certain type of types of people that um will have considerable dis- disruption it's just like it's very much less the case for um like for for teams especially like like um Shock, right? Sure. Like, people, do they realize what kind of personalities are on their team and it somehow works and it, somehow nothing gets out? And, like, the, 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 the reputation of these, the, these players that came to that team beforehand, mm. like, I'm not sure if that's a controversial thing to say. Like, Rascal had issues in the rosters sure. that, that he touched on. Striker wasn't an easy personality to deal with. Now everyone has their place. And yeah, it's probably still crackling under the hood, but we're not like we're not getting that information whatsoever. And I doubt it's going on <laughs> where someone is just like
2: relentlessly dicking on their teammates to the degree of that happening there. Sure. And I, I think that there is a very. Easy way out of this argument, for me, at least shock's the best team it's very easy to be the best team and not playing your teammates but you put striker back on you know some weaker teams you maybe put violet on a weaker team team. g2
3: is the best team yeah how is that still a thing
2: I know <laughs> i think that, but that's a different ecosystem like i i think that's like a very interesting yeah, topic that i would love without to get Korean into
3: coaching and the influences I'm of it sure as soon as they arrive it's just like egos getting torn apart my friends. like
2: <laughs> we'll see if it if it changes with valorant maybe maybe we could you know tackle that question a little bit better with valorant if South korea does you know pick it up at some point hopefully so because i think they do well at it. Um, but. Um, that's that's a tough one. That's that's a tough one that I think we'd need like an actual representative to like argue the other side and like really be able to inform it like this is how things are, this is why the the way that they are like if you were to try and change that, it would need X amount of time, like you wouldn't just be able to like just hard and fast run it. Cause I think probably there have been CSGO teams and like tax shooter teams that have been more team focused. They just maybe I'm going to assume lack the firepower, lack that star player potential. that. You know, teams that are a little bit more um, okay with strong personalities, let's say um that they get away with they they can get away with you know, bringing on somebody who might be a little bit of a uh, uh, an agitator and will show up on the server and and perform extremely well. Um, i again, i I wouldn't be able to speak and don't feel the um. Like, I'm well versed enough to speak on CSGO's behalf, but I, I would imagine that that has probably ha- tried that. Like, somebody's tried that system and it just doesn't work. I think you I need mean, a lot of someone people Someone has to
3: tried system. that system, it's called Astralis, and they've been destroying everything.
2: I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is that the exception to the rule? In CS it is, apparently, but like... Right, yeah, that's know. what I'm saying. Like, could you just take Overwatch systems and apply them to a game like valorant to a game like cs does that copy and paste i would imagine it doesn't
1: do you know who we need to talk to Gunba. somebody from cs <laughs> yeah Wanna talk to gunboat probably would be a good, Coaching yeah, good immortals good, right CS now anytime
0: at all <laughs> like, yeah all right,
1: this. yeah who knows if he has time <laughs> but i'm saying like that seems like one of the the best people right now who are positioned to I don't know. Have any other coaches, even tier 2, made the move over to Valorant besides Gunba that you guys can think of? I can't think of any. I, I, I but Gunba mean, was hacking probably... Hacking is
3: also like a pretty good guy to talk to in that regard. Then again, sure. like... Um, the move to... I mean, that's there's, there's most definitely some coming. Um, oh, for sure. for sure. There's going to
1: be more, but yeah. I think Gunba is one of the earliest ones.
3: Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um,
2: so
1: interesting thought I wonder if that one yeah. gets clipped
2: we'll explore that though that'll, that, that'll that'll be in the pin book you know we'll we'll get to that yeah. at some point that's good
1: let's let's jump over so at, at the end of the day I think the the Asia brackets beyond those two games weren't very exciting and we're not very we telling. gotta we got we got to
2: let the boy you know let him let him gloat let him give him his platform let him you know be the the chengdu crier oh let him go God. let it, you know he's gonna hold it over your head if you don't let him you know he's not he's gonna be like, Well John, you never get me I can, I can about about just Chung mute you.
1: him. I can just True. mute him. You could. Could do that. He's got nothing on me. I'll remember what this. You is, have to say, this Joule is to the him same
3: him. That one is me.
1: This is the same guy who said that the Florida mayhem were gonna beat the
2: I mean we'll
3: get the we'll San get Francisco whoa, shock, whoa. okay?
2: We'll get to him. Let him Let him get it.
3: Betting get on his, Chengdu him. is just betting okay. on a coin
1: flip. Is this, on is Russell and
3: Jimmy's. Like, you guys don't make it easy to pick a strategy. Do I full gloat about Chengdu and then get it back with a, a Mayhem take? Or do I keep it low so the blowout from the Mayhem take is not as great, you know? <laughs> that's, that's a strategy. No, Joe, how, how, how disappointing is it to you that you've been one of the greatest Chengdu stands throughout season two and then beginning of season three. Mm. And they are now, they clapped London while you were arguing like like the little snitch you are while I was gone that that was an outrageous take to have.
2: I think it is a little bit weird to say, hey, the team we haven't seen play in this non-hero pool meta that has to rely on Winston is going to play Elsa at main tank and do well, well sorry to me that's weird maybe for you <laughs> all right yeah you 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 and your ayahuasca and the fractals yeah yeah okay i well, i that tracks four dimensional overwatch prediction. yeah that's you know what can i say we just need to get you know paste paste face all over my you know oracle emote and and let him run free because again no we don't i was not no, we don't i was very close to saying shengdu was my did i say shengdu make make the finals
3: no
1: No,
2: i think so yeah yeah, okay because you would have really got it yeah like that's not happening i there i mean again it's within the realm of possibility but to to vote that confidently to say that they're going to make the grand finals when we haven't seen them play and we're seeing a meta develop in asia that asked them to play one of their worst heroes seems bizarre to me Seems very bizarre for anybody to just go, hey, you know what? I think they're going to play outside my tank like that's just weird. And then they didn't do it in the next match.
3: Like, see, this is where I once again invest in coaching. (laughs) So
0: I agree. I think they tried that homies injured. What are you going to do? No, that they have a new coach. Sure.
3: And the new coach kind of made them pop. Really? Yeah. The weeks beforehand,
2: did they not? again i think so to go back to like the 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 lessening of a blow on a coaching staff there again i think we have to wait a lot longer before we can give a coaching staff credit right would you agree sure but chen's like, been coaching I, this team for what
3: dude i said Five in weeks? the first week i knew that what was happening at
2: Dallas that they weren't going to instantly. Sure. I'm not sadly exactly smart about it. Now I'm 50-50 with that <laughs> take. Well, yes. I, I I'm I'm willing to give Chen a lot of credit if I see this continue. If I see Chengdu continuously improve. Is this just a good meta for them? Did they find a way to be able to like rope in some in and cobble together some form of strategy to make this work? I think is still on the table. That is still a card that I'm wa- waiting to get rid of. I'm I want Chen to be like the savior of Chunky. That'd be great. I'd love for them to roll into. Granted, I guess they won't because their regular season's over into the playoffs and say, hey, look, we're back on our BS again. We're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Lee finally looks like he showed up looking absolutely. You know, at least 80 percent of what I expected him to this season. They, they have Send off colleagues. I come on, are do you do you still really hold that opinion still? No. Okay, thank you. We we finally put it to bed. Chat leave is a genuinely good player, especially in APAC. Like that's not a, not an easy thing to say. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not ready to say that Chen's just you know making the hunters great again. Like we haven't seen enough, especially with how crazy I wouldn't this medic- say, ever say that sentence, but. You go. You go ahead, Joe.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I think there's also the aspect of that E uh, Albert even talked about on last week's episode about honeymoon periods. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that could very sure. much be a factor too. Of like, yeah. if they are performing well now with some strategical changes, there are honeymoon periods that happen as well, and it's hard to even if it is a, a positive coaching change that's happened. It's I think difficult to say that they've totally turned the corner or flipped the switch on that.
2: I I I'd, I'd love. I want to see and it sucks because I want to get more of a read on them before they go into playoffs, and it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So there again, it's going to be hard to like vote to have any confidence in Chengdu going into playoff brackets when we get to those predictions. What do you say about this team? You're going to see a bunch of soul. You're probably going to see a little bit of spark. Again, I, I don't know the exact numbers on how much each team has to play, but I'm pretty sure Seoul has a ton of matches to make up. Chengdu doesn't have any. So you're going like a good 4 weeks hypothetically. Um without seeing the Hunters play, can you go into playoffs and like confidently make a prediction that Chen is going to be the savior of this team and might edge out somebody like a Spark? Somebody like a Soul? I
3: don't know. This man still doesn't understand that you do not apply logic in order to predict Chengdu Hunters. You you gotta tap into the fourth dimension. How am I the consistent one here? How am I the one that like is... You, how you're the one who's losing on du bets. Like, that's... <laughs> the irrational is rational, Joe. It's a prisoner's
2: dilemma situation. Seems like it. No, I... I need more from Hunters before I, I can I can be confident. And this is not enough. I think this is a good showing. I think Leave looks great. Keo had a great game. I think Molly's... They have a good support line. What else is doing at main tank? I don't know. Seemed to have worked. Why didn't they do it again? I don't know. Uh, Can they play Winston outside of this meta? Beats me. What do you do with this team? This team, again, to your point, rational is irrational. Irrational is rational. So,
1: yeah. I like how as soon as we start, we stopped predicting Chengdu inconsistently... Because they were just consistently bad, as when they started being inconsistently upset. Yeah, the the old upset Chengdu that they always were. Go something more on brand. All I'm yeah, telling right. you
3: is, I got the Chengdu against Soul take right by throwing a random number generator number favoring Soul, and got Chengdu predicted Chengdu got it correct. Then I looked at. A game where they played Elsa main tank and said, "Yeah, that's that's the game where they're going to crush."
2: Just
0: do no, whatever no, no. Yeah.
2: you want with those takes. Just go you, wild. You didn't know he was going to play Alsa at main tank. No, you you, you believed that a tank, a tank. No, no. What I actually believed the was, was they fire. weren't going to play meta. If I'm being honest. Sure. You 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 say that they run cheese, but it like yeah. and and I still think that that might have been or at least uh something that they probably explored if i had to guess you know again wrecking ball does like fit like its own niche but i think like is analogous to winston at some point and something that they've probably tried at some again at some point it must have scrimmed it um but decided to try elsa at main tank and it was enough for london i don't know it's they're a bizarre team fun team you never know what you're gonna get so it's 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 always kind of fun to tune in and see what happens but yeah, well, I, I well, can't predict them. Here's, here's what I'm going to
3: do. I'm going to scream into this monster can. Okay. How far will Chengdu Hunters go in the playoffs? Semifinals. There
1: you oh, go. Semifinals and
0: playoffs. That's
1: what Flip I'm committing it, to for. Hold yeah. it. What has this show become? That's Semifinal playoffs, Hunters. That's
3: just whatever. You just take anything that's in your immediate vicinity, <sighs> use it to
2: measure the Chengdu Hunters, and you will be correct. I think you are high on Ayahuasca. I think <laughs> this is just a giant trip. I'm about to rip off my own face and reveal that I am a hunter. I'm a panda, actually, underneath this skin suit. Yeah. I think this is just... We're, we're just we operating in Yiska's mind.
3: How great is this? If, if that's, that's the back-to-back back back prediction. <laughs> it's the worst prediction okay. ever. That's what right. you say. Okay. Like, when we say, okay... Three Korean, four Korean players on Dallas Fuel, all uh-huh. not getting along. That's a uh-huh. pattern. Yiska predicting Chengdu right with ridiculous things. That's a pattern. It just like you gotta, you,
1: you gotta stay consistent, Joe. You shut gotta. up. I hate you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm shutting this down. We're going to NA. It's time NA, for NA. Please, talk. Get, me please get me out. Please get me out. It is time to talk about the NA brackets and let's Mm. start with the semifinals or uh, sorry, the knockouts, no real surprises here. Um, The Dallas fuel, I think was one that was uh, the most contested in the knockouts. I think Eric and I had uh, the justice. Hey, it was close. Map five. It was.
2: I um, justice were nearly there. Last play. Last sub map. Okay. For whatever reason, we decide that we're not going to, you know, return back to what we learned in 2017 and just run on the point and die. We decide to split. Janu takes a hike back to the Dallas Fuel Spawn and then presses his Q button.
3: Great they ultimate to use.
2: Because no, no, they didn't I'm, see nine.
3: I'm going to they just straight up tell you, I saw the results of that match, looked at the teams that were playing in, thought like, okay, I'm at, at a wedding. I'm not going to... L- Either watch this match or even rewatch this match. Like I'm probably going to not learn anything of
2: value. No, it was yeah, it was well-being. terrible. It <laughs> was it was rough both ways. Um, Justice probably should have won that game, um, but literally botched the last fight they needed to actually win. And uh, yeah, they should they they should have rolled into that with Bongo and Flux. They were down Flux because Johnu decided the two v six was it actually a bad match the definition of bad definition of good I suppose
3: was the level of play bad yes
2: Okay. was bad (laughs) yes fun back and forth invested sure you get invested with some of these games because you're like god I hope Dallas you know doesn't suck because it's Dallas and that's justice like that says a lot
3: that's just the thing. Like I'm looking for signs of life and justice to warrant the current roster strategy that could give me the same pattern that I don't that gave me
2: last season. I do not hate Dallas right now. I think if we give I think if you were to give young enough a little bit more time, because I talked about this with Albert and he kind of pushed back on it. So I didn't know how to think. Mm-hmm. But going into this match against the justice, they were playing very quick. Like They didn't have like a ton of strategy involved. They were just like, okay, we want to up the tempo. We want to play fast. We want to just go. Mm-hmm. Which leads to Paintbrush just kind of like off and BFE sometimes. Mm-hmm. They had some cool things working with Crimson on their dive comp, but for whatever reason, they decided to stick with the double shield Genji comp that I think they were struggling with, and that's why they were playing so quickly. The one thing that was developed in this meta for this tournament, or not for this tournament, but that is as kind of like come out of this meta for this tournament is this like return to May, return to like may ryan and i think that would have worked extremely well if dallas caught wind of that and they practice it i would i'm guessing that they weren't privy to some of those scrims some of those like shock and paris games maybe philly i think philly played quite a lot of this like return to rush um, I think Dallas would have done extremely well with that, with what they were showing the week before. I think that's what I wanted them to play, but they were still stuck in, like, Double Shield is, like, the, the go-to. You only play Dive on Dive maps. I think this tournament has shown us that there is a little bit more to the Dive comp than what we expected. Um, I think they they could have, affo- not afforded, but I think they could have found a little bit more success with Dive, putting Crimso on the Ana. Probably would have done a little better. I don't think his map is all that bad, but I think his Ana is just that much better. Um, I think mm-hmm. they had a lot of cool things going again the week before with Nanoing and and uh, Naden gauges. I thought that was kind of interesting. Again, played into their fast style. I don't hate where Dallas is at right now. I think they're just slightly behind in terms of like reading the meta, but again, promise there is promise there. Like credit where credits due. Like I, I'm I'm the cynic sometimes, but. When I see promise,
1: I, I want to give credit, and I think Dallas is on the right track. It's not great. It's rough. I hear you. Yeah, I don't know how much of that is, you know, again, like the resilience of the players of, like, this mm-hmm. week sucked. Let's yeah do what we can and turn it around, and then, you know, after a couple weeks of normalizing that, it's just like, okay, now we're back to being behind again. But I, I generally hope that you're right. Um, I I.
2: We'll I have to see what you know i th- did they have uh makeup games do we know
1: mm, we do know um just take a second yeah if they
2: have makeup games i hope that continues but they're again like the hero pool that just just come out is a little all
1: over the place uh, the so. dallas if you have four games remaining okay so that gives them some they're seven and ten right now i don't i don't want to say
2: makeup they're like uh a warm-up period for playoffs, but I think I think they're I like the roster. I like Doha. Only God has really grown on me. I think if if you were to hide the name plates, and hide like the team colors, I think most more people would be a little bit more excitable, a little bit more positive about the fuel. But I think it's just like the rest of the season kind of clouding them. I think where they're at right now is
0: there is a little bit of promise. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. Again, this Justice game was rough. I hear you. It was
2: not good. Um, but I, I like I like Dallas in the long stretch on the in the long stretch more than I like Washington. I like Dallas in the long stretch more than I
0: like Defiant. And that's about it. And yeah, OK. <laughs> I would well, like to give them more credit,
2: but I'm like, outlaws really, I don't know, maybe. You could argue. Mm. Glads. Uh, I'm not ready to go that far yet, but we'll, we'll yeah. revisit this once we get to playoffs.
1: Uh, only one result in the quarterfinals that I found really interesting here. Um, and I don't even know how much it was interesting as much as it was just notable. And that is the, um, the one now. Ad- so actually, no, it's the Atlanta rain. Oh, okay. Uh, getting completely swept by Florida mm-hmm. like again this is one of those things where um, where the rain gonna fall right you see this really kind of decisive rain against uh, admittedly mm-hmm. uh, a playing team on the Vancouver Titans but I, I don't know like I still I still expect this to be a team that takes maps off of anybody that's not I think shock and to a lesser extent like Philly and Fusion
2: Oh, I would I would have been worried if Florida dropped maps like hmm. they should not be. They should not be struggling against a team like Atlanta, like even though. Again, you look at that roster and you're like this, it's tough to like be as down on them. But yeah, I don't know with with their track record this season, I do not feel confident putting Atlanta. I, I yeah. won't even say even. Against like the top four teams. The top four teams are for them as rough. YouTube, and again, Florida is like
1: four, but. YouTube did say we undersold the rain because I don't think any of us had I, rain um, getting out of quarters.
2: No. Um, I didn't have any team getting out of quarters or any team out of quarters. Yeah, the
1: top we had, we had all the higher seeds. Yeah, we had all the yeah. high yeah. seeds on that. Yeah. 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 So also,
2: Florida was crushing in scrims from what I heard. So mm. it was pretty. There's he the knows. defense. There's there's the run back on the weird Big, Florida uh, overshock prediction. Yeah. Yeah. It was the scrims. So let's
1: yeah. let's talk about that for a second because Yiska, you walked into the show here, you started gloating about your Chengdu little magical thing, and then you throw this at us last week on this bracket. Of the Florida Mayhem beating the shock in semifinals. And they should have. Tell, tell us more. <laughs> tell us more. Dude, that. will be okay. yeah, First map see.
3: they take. Mm-hmm. Are you argue, argue me, going to argue me on the point that they take, took the map, Joe? Are we no. denying reality or, reality no, 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 already no, no, at no, that no. point? Okay. Not at all. They should have won the second map, dude. Like, I was bald after the map. Like,. Run me through why you think they should have won that map. D- didn't they have? Sorry, that. Uh, let me let me recollect my thoughts. It, it, because so that was all two maps.
0: Map two, Eichenwald. Yeah, and they, they both had a run through complete, mm-hmm. right? And
3: just, just why, bro? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I, I,
3: okay. So, Mm. it was over, dude. Like was over. I cannot cannot articulate it any other way than that was Florida's map to lose after the first Mm -hmm. run-through. Or that they even allowed that to go as far. Um, Mm. So, okay. It goes 1-1. Fair enough. Hanamura, I'm losing my last three... Uh, three pass like Yaki just randomly forgets dash length, like 90 degrees. Like, looks like at some points where it's like he completely catches on sort of position and then he like controller strafes, like his aim passed and I'm just like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so bald right now dude like <laughs> and, and they actually like they run onto point B with 6 minutes and get held and I'm just like this is, this is a torture device for me that's what, what's happening here
2: yeah it is a little strange to me uh, that they or the shock rather ran as much dive as they did on also- maps
3: why are they picking these maps, dude? They like, they they picked one map where, ah, I forget was it was it two CP? Someone fill me in, real quick.
2: Two CP like, was Hanamura.
3: LB read the read the um read the stats to to me where it was like shock was 8-0 on one map, mm. um, and one one and three one on the other choices, and. Bam was ob- ob- around equally good, and they just pick that map where they are eight and zero on. Of course, they- that's meta specific. Oh yeah, ten zero going into Hanamura, eleven zero now. Yeah, it's just pick mm-hmm. Hanamura because we have great B, uh, like p- uh, point B attacks, which <laughs> never somehow work. Like I was bald after that game. It was it was legitimately so nerve wracking. Um to see that especially knowing the the steam they went into uh that match with and i think also like from what cookie said that kind of communicated that point but the thing is like as bad as shock does in scrims they just turn it up on on match day and it's all forgotten like that's the method i'm not even sure if they're even trying to win scrims it's it's just how it is like the leak leak is long at the and At the end, San Francisco Shock wins. That's how it goes, unless it's Paris.
2: Yeah, I mean, hearing that and and seeing that Rascal plays like a few maps versus Florida, and then you know they decide to run it and call an audible and and kind of run that without practice. Um, it's uh, quite wild. But again, I think we get a little bit. I think putting that much stock into scrims kind of runs run. You run the risk of just like yeah, yeah, sure. discounting the team that is the defending champions on, yeah. on trying to figure that out um, and and learning from those, you know, the, the massive like, OK, like whatever we're doing in practice isn't working. So, like, how do we fix this? And then like that comes in on game day. And again, with it, with a team at the caliber of the shock, I, I, I trust them to be able to figure that out. Um, versus a florida team who again is good don't get me wrong it's just are they good enough to beat the shock
3: yeah i mean and many teams i think they that? were good enough that day i think they demonstrated to be good enough to have the potential mm. they like in hindsight you cannot say they were the favorite to win that map based on the yeah. performances that we've seen or that match on based mm-hmm. on the performances that we've seen but i think they were reasonably close arguably I mean, they had close matches against the Shock, but that one felt close in particular, just because, like, sure. a lot of the time it felt like they beat themselves uh, more so than Shock um, just being meticulous about it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Like, of course, like, there's, there's not much to say about the final end, end results. It's just very clearly Shock's, um, Shock's map. But, yeah, like... Oh,
2: well, yeah, sometimes you swing and you miss, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you make the bold call. I respected it. I thought you were crazy or knew something. And it sounds like you were just a little bit of both. Yeah, I respect somebody, you know, going with whatever. You think it's Florida? Okay, we'll see. It's, it's also a little cowardly to now say in
3: hindsight. I would've said like 55. Uh, sure, away, I, I, I think yeah, I wouldn't have gotten crazy, team. right?
2: Like yeah yeah, 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 I think it's it's
3: in the same way you, you we get the YouTube to...
1: comments of like I've been saying that this team would upset and no one believed me, and there's no mm-hmm. record of them saying that at all.
2: Yeah, I mean that's the the beauty and and large numbers is that there's always somebody saying something that it just. Is predicted correct? It's like that one guy yeah. who like predicts like the final four in the March Madness tournament in NCAA and just gets the all like the perfect bracket. It's like, well, if there's enough entrance, somebody's bound to do it. Probably right. again, not going to be very many people, but that's uh, we're us as humans, we're just a, right. a fickle bunch,
1: for sure. But <sighs> um, what else? Just the grand finals, then, huh?
0: I mean, Philly, Philly, Philly Paris, Paris, right?
1: We could yeah. talk about Philly Paris. Let's do it. So. so go ahead.
0: For
3: one, mm-hmm. kind of upsetting that Philly w- lost the first map. Otherwise, it would have uh, probably... Yeah, they would have tied the longest winning record in terms of maps with Shock at, at 18, I think. Ah, okay. So that's where you're headed. Um, yeah, sure. Where's... Did, uh, who won the first map in in the grand finals? I think It was. Let me double check. It was Shock Run. Right? It was Philly. Philly oh, won Busan two, one. They go. They would have t- taken the record from them uh, in that case, right? Mm. Um. So, yeah. Otherwise, like, I was sort sort of confused at some of the comps that Philly
2: were running. This uh, is this is what I was talking about with Dallas. Like, th- for whatever reason. Some of these top and, teams have like Paris. gone back to May. Yeah, Paris as well. Mm-hmm. Like They
3: yeah, have also returned to the May. Doomfist conference. stuff on Havana was weird.
2: Yeah, I don't know why Paris seems big on Doomfist on Havana. I mean, I know I why, not... because Sparkle, but like... I mean, sure, I think it's a little bit more than just like, Herder, we have Sparkle. Like, there's got to be a little bit more to it that I think warrants them playing it as much as they do. Um, there are maps that they... Doomfest is kind of like not homey, but like it, it has been played in the past. On, um, I think one of the big ones that has drawn people for a loop is like Temple, and it's like, yeah, we've seen Doomfest on that map before. Like it's pretty reasonable cool. that you have one of the best Doomfests. Doomfest is good here. You can slap them together. Havana is not that. Granted, we haven't had Havana for that all that long, but that's not the especially point A, point B, or point C rather not maps or not points that you'd assume doomfist to be extremely good at so it's it is a little bizarre um but yeah i don't know it it paris i thought looked good on control um i i I was i was ready for like a sit down kind of brawl at like a high level though not like just messy like i thought this was going to be like a very 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 good match and a little disappointed Mm. little like after control paris just kind of like flat off the gas did not feel as decisive did not feel as fast um whether that's the reliance on nano blade whether that's the the weakness of Exion sombra maybe i don't know I, I have to go back through it with a with a fine tooth comb to, to kind of like crystallize why it felt as if paris was like slower but mm mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of the
3: feeling, dude. There was this one play, like that ended the series, where um, like Poine Havana, and um, Hisu peaks peaks Xc, who doesn't see him from behind, so like the like the way down from, I don't know how you call that, like the high ground, raftus or whatever it is, and then peaks along sidelines kills. Exie, and then there's nobody with range mm. and at that point it's like four people that have to look at the front line and he can just like free fire there and it reminded me of the German like which might have been the first aim trainer in in competitive shooter history called Mohun and it was translated to crazy chicken in, in English later you, okay. you guys gotta look that up it's basically like they, you gotta cheat shoot chickens, and they cannot shoot back or anything, and you gotta do it in a very weird, like, um, six su- like, it, um, like, succession, in order to mm-hmm. get full points, and that's kind of what, like, what that felt like. He, like, first you have to shoot XC like, and then you gotta shoot like the s- squishies, and whoever is, like, currently not behind the thingy, and he kept missing one or two, and, like, just like, no, dude, this this could be so satisfying, and then just, like, Kilfi goes, like, one, pop, two, pop, three, pop, four, and it's just, like, over. Oh my god, that was so satisfying to see. I'm just like, ugh. that It wasn't even, like, such a mechanical outplay as much as it was, like, you saw the opening, Xy mm-hmm. didn't look at you, you got the perfect angle, and then you just reap the benefits of just, like, free firing, just, like, being a little turret, and getting to end their dreams in in that... Uh,
2: final or semi-final Mm. Um, yeah really satisfying in terms of to that uh, point though you know you're you're talking and highlighting Hisu in in a play that sounds like very akin to Carpe is that kind of strange to you that we didn't see Carpe it's so weird right like I, I already thought like how weird would it be if
3: Fusion actually won it while Carpe was not the starter for that match like for three years this team has been waiting for a title by the way, we got to talk about it. They they are the Kong Kong uh, team
2: now in in Overwatch.
3: That's just what's happening.
0: <laughs>
2: I think we need a little bit more. Um, really, I th- I think so. I think I, I in the past I was always like very quick. Like looking back at like some of the the stuff I would say about like Lunar High and like they only really got second like twice. So sure, like... but they got, got second four or five times now, right? Philly, I mean season one. Yeah. Um, summer of, showdown no like, like they already
3: they had a final against NYXL in the Cich-
2: oh true true right? true that's right that's right
0: yeah okay yeah I'm coming around to the idea
2: most certainly like they're due for like a big win that they just don't have again yeah. I think you were you were kind of you planted the seed of like carpe being like the toothless goat we like again one of the best players in the world nothing really to show for it no titles, no, no trophies yeah. Yeah. throughout his entire career. Like, nothing, really. Granted, a lot of people like, point towards, uh, you know, World Cup, but again, yeah, it's not the most competitive uh, tournament. So, what can you say? I don't know. Yeah, I would agree. Philly has uh, got some silver blood within them.
0: Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yep. But, yeah. um, is, is there a world where...
2: So thinking about it kind of like live while we were watching the games, because it was a little bizarre, like I I ran out to the store to do a little grocery shopping, came back and I'm like, well, where's Carpe? Like, this is a little bizarre, especially in the finals. Um, And thinking more on it, like. Ivy gives you a lot of flexibility, and it's not to say that Carpe doesn't either, but I wonder if they've they've kind of. I think hero pools to kind of contextualize. I think hero pools is given teams. The read that you kind of have to like position your players to do very specific roles within your team to like make sure that they have proper downtime going into, you know, their role that they can kind of show up. They have it been practiced and, and they can execute. Um, I wonder if he Sue and Ivy in particular have been a little bit more flexible and have been given the practice to be more flexible to say, Hey, Ivy can play projectile does extremely well with it. If you need him to rotate on to, a tracer, Sombra to an extent, maybe even play the may can do that. Fantastic. Isu, on the other hand, can take the rest of the hitscan if need be. It. I mean, is
3: the argument really Ivy instead of Carpe or not Carpe instead of Isu? I
2: think I, I do think there is an argument to say that like you could, I think you could give Carpe like a projectile role and he probably do extremely well at it. But you have to give him that role, and it doesn't seem like Philly's given him that. So I agree, like, you, the, the argument really is, he's super carpe mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I, I don't smell any kind of foul play, seems strong, but no, I, I don't, th- this to me doesn't seem like carpe's just, you know, needs a break, let's say. It's, um, it's
3: also real talk, like... This seems all, meta-dependent. We also all want to th- Think that this countdown cup mattered a lot. Like we are now coming towards the season playoffs, and I think a lot of minds are turned towards that. And that's the beauty of the system. (laughs) Philly can make their season whole by just like winning it here, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah.
2: Oh, certainly. Yeah, not not worried about Philly just yet. I think I need to see a little bit more. Lack of carpe if that makes sense uh, before I the alarm
0: bells start ringing, no pun intended. Yeah.
1: yeah. Any like more specific thoughts on the grand finals from like using that because we kind of discussed great about match. It there, right?
2: I think that was a fu- that was one of the one of my favorite matches probably this season. Um, just it seemed like everybody was firing on all cylinders um, mm. at least individually. Um, San Francisco as as again just from taking what i saw watching it live felt matched in terms of skill alarm twilight tit for tat just sleeping everybody nating everything just playing absolutely out of their minds res- like each of them in their respective kind of teams as as dumb as it seems to say and i don't know I have an idea of why I think this, but again, I think Philly didn't play as quick. I don't I don't I think San Francisco really took it to them. I think they had a good idea of how and when to be able to punish Philly's like rush comps. And I think Philly were probably the better team. If you give them a little bit more time, I I like the, the breadth of their strategy. I think San Francisco hitting Rascal at the right time. Great. I don't know if that continues. I don't know if that 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 caught people off guard. They weren't expecting it. Like the game plan was about abusing shock without a Genji. And now they have a Genji. Does that change things? That can't be easy for Philly's coaching staff to, to be able to manage. Um, I, I genuinely side with teams that are a little bit more flexible in terms of their strategy. And I saw that out of Philly. Um, but there was just something missing within this final. Um, when you when you have to play arguably the best team in the world, and you don't have that that spark, and it seems so like just cliche and b s e to say, but there was something missing from Fusion. I don't think they were at full capacity, but again, firing very strong you, you know who
3: was at full capacity and this actually like if if you believe that Recency bias has a lot of weight in terms of, like, getting the MVP vote. Like, look past no player but alarm this weekend. Just going, like, yo, guys, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with Rookie. You, you're not mm-hmm. going to pawn me off with that. I'm sleeping people out of ultimates here, like, once a map. Give me yep. that. Give
2: okay, me I'll, that. Go through, I'll go through the quick stat list that uh, he just... I think it's important to like contextualize. So for any Alarm fans out there, Alarm has the third highest eliminations per 10 on Ana. He's also earned the second most final blows per 10 minutes, the fourth highest kills, fourth highest eliminations per 10 minutes, the fifth highest hero damage done, score the third most kills per 10 minutes on Zenyatta. On top of that, Alarm has the second highest final blows per 10 minutes, the fifth highest eliminations per 10 minutes, the third highest hero damage per 10 minutes, and the third most solo kills per 10 minutes on Moira. This kind of echoes itself on Brigitte, and then ends with Baptiste.
0: Yeah, and all you may, top five.
2: You may, may think about like the
3: inaccuracies of those stats in terms of like the context of sure. With play played against someone, you other. can
2: context it, bash yeah, them as much but, as you want.
3: Like nobody if, else is doing that. Yes, like across the board, this is not a like it holds up to the eye test. Like it's quite obviously that this kid is nuts and. Let's see if Zen becomes meta with this patch uh, in playoffs. And I wouldn't even take Jonek over Alarm in that oh. situation. Like, this kid was a wizard at clutches in Contenders, and it wasn't because he was playing Contenders. He just has something... Like, I think, honestly, like as good as everything else is, is Zen is probably still his best uh, character. But, like That And we will see if that still holds up. And Mm. it's like playing Zen and then playing Zen in this meta is a different question, surely. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like that would actually have me really
2: hyped if we got into a Zen meta for some reason. And I see Violet's name popping up a lot in in Twitch chat. And I think, again, a standout performer, especially in this match. My biggest gripe with Violet across his career as like a, a, a star player has always been. His Ana and a little bit more on his flexibility that we have seen. Shock rotate him out, and I know that people kind of dismiss a lot of that as oh they were just styling. No, I think there's something. I think there's something there that that Violet is not that team's best Ana player, and I think we're probably going to see that see that continue. I think he's approved on that hero for sure. I'm not ready to just write him as the best flex support. I think he's 100% within contention. Like you can't argue that,
0: um, but he doesn't have my vote for that joe
3: joe is he the best flex support on his team
0: no
2: there you go there you go you got twilight when you have somebody with the caliber of twilight that can play all those different heroes and more historically on top of doing it now my vote's twilight i don't know
0: i think think it's fair to
2: disagree
3: and i think also like it's a tough call you gotta you gotta hold uh Violet's name hot, much higher than you used to last season, sure, for instance. Sure, hundred percent. Yes, I agree. Um, but I feel like there's another dimension to Twilight where, yes, Violet is a stronger mechanical player. I believe that. Yep. Um, it's also something like about how you, how how he carries himself in like high pressure situations,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and um. Just like general flexibility certainly is also a thing, like because like it's very obvious that Violet is someone who just like is a workhorse and gets into these positions and gets that excellent uh, to that excellent level through a, a, an unbelievable amount of work, whereas Twilight of course is not not slacking or anything that's not what no. I'm saying, but like his fundamental understanding of the game allows him to be. Uh, functional on so many heroes. As soon as he picks them up, and then there's not much way to go uh, for him after that. So he inherently, by his understanding of the game, that is just like top top tier in in Overwatch League. Um, he's just like that. That's like uh, let's let's be honest. Like that that is an embarrassment
2: of riches. That oh, one hundred percent. Like it's <laughs> like it's ridiculous, right? But yeah that that's no shame to to violet to say that i personally think that he's not the best flex support on the team when you put him up against somebody who had my vote for mvp last year right like that's that's no shame to him I th- again i think violet is one of the best flex supports in the world i need a little bit more time with him before i'm i'm more confident in putting him at the top especially when you have people like alarm showing up when you have people i think Shu's still cr- criminally oh, that's underrated so good. like it's yeah, yeah she was
3: another like we're really really graced with like great flex supports. flex supports like. this
2: league is so dense and then you've got a team like boston running Yunbong, who i think like yeah. on any other team you've got fielder like it's it's ridiculous how good some of these yeah. these flex supports are this season it Dang is absolutely too. nuts yes like, just stacked like everything half of them. the league has just enough <clears throat> on that position it's it's crazy it's rough. It, it, it sucks that you have to kind of put somebody at the top because again, like everybody's so incredibly talented. I think you could yeah. put a lot of like you can interchange these. And I think I feel I still think like the team, like at least mechanically probably still performs at a pretty high level. Um, they're that good. Uh, but yeah, just thoughts on on Violet and Twilight. I, I just favor Twilight. That's all.
0: Mm.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Shocks pretty good. Shocks pretty good chat. In case you didn't know, is pretty good. Get your shock stocks. and let's get out of here. Yeah, they not Thank, going anywhere. Thanks so much for hanging out this week. Hope you had a ton of fun.
3: Not as good as Shanghai.
2: Oh, shut up.
1: I hope we fight. What? Well, how? How big of a disappointment would it be if that we we don't get to see that match this year?
2: I'd I'd be at this point. I mean, is that even possible at this point? I think anything's possible at this point. <sighs> See, I'm not
3: ruining it out. Until
2: I see it with my eyes, they could cancel. I don't know. Oh, you mean it like that?
3: I thought you yeah. meant
2: one of those teams is not going to oh, make no, it. Oh, no, no, it's no, 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 no. I definitely think like they're the odds on favorite to make it to top two. But I think logistically, it's like 2020, baby. I don't know. Yeah, true. Yep. I mean, that's true. I hope so. Don't get me wrong. I don't not want it to happen, but yep, they got it in the cards this year
1: yep they do all right chat thanks for hanging out hope you had a ton of fun today uh no new patrons but if you do like the show go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch sign on up there we've got a game night coming up this month we'd love for you to join us and a big thank you to our patron producers Battlecrab Pin Lotion Charlie L Audio Compass Porkchop Sammy Kasha Sixty Seven Coochie Kopi, Sharp Akasum, Your Misery Huntertain, Refined Refine Bean Rexane Roger B Fabled Steven, Owen Chris R Three Four 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 Yiska is holding me hostage. Please send help. I'm under Yiska's desk, Please send help. Yiska says fisher's Fish, 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 fish. Thanks so much. Uh, we got some. <laughs> we got some new subs and stuff, don't we, Yiska?
3: Uh yes, we do. So Chris R uh, Three Four 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 Four. One sub and jesus christ 5110 bits plus five gifted um thank you very much of course Mm. very 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 generous um max sneakerton thank you for the sub um okay okay uh he thinks he's getting caught yes i'm big ounce by the way hundred bits Thank you. Nothing there. Captain Beans. Thank you for the sub. Leonidas. Mm. Thank you for the sub. Uh, well, if that it looks German, so I'm going to su- pr- uh, pronounce it German. Südde 22. One sub and one gifted. Thank you for those two. Then Fusselkäfer, which is most definitely German. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the sub. And then Shumi26. Thank you for the sub.
1: Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Guys. Woo! Hope you had a ton of fun. Um, find the show everywhere at Tactical underscore Crouch uh, youtube.com slash Tactical Crouch, and uh, definitely stay connected with us. Uh, Yiska, we'll have you go first, man, since you uh, weren't on the shows at all last week. Shoutouts for the week. Where can people yeah. find you?
3: So today, I wrote like sort of like a an idea that we 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 do a lot of thinking. And we do a lot of only like di- indirect expression of emotions that we feel. I feel like it's a that's a misrepresentation of why we watched. So basically, I took to like r- writing down my feelings and emotions I had throughout watching Counton Cup. Um, I found I was confused a lot. I found I was in awe a lot. I was excited a lot. I was sometimes angry, and. I attached some clips to it. You can find that piece on GG Recon. It's called What Watching the Countdown Cup Felt Like.
1: Nice. Joe, what about you? Shouts of the Week. Where can people find you? You
2: can find me on the socials everywhere uh, at the usual spaces. That's Volmel and on most uh, internet uh, search browser history links and things. Um, yeah, did an interview with uh, Gladiator's Director of Operations, Brenda Suh. Um, fantastic interview i think it's just literally a conversation with somebody who uh answers a lot of the questions that the gladiators fans probably have for the team and where they're going in the future um wrote a piece about alarm basically kind of read a lot of the excerpt from it uh, on the show so check that out and uh yeah this week got a little bit of valorant got a little bit of overwatch we'll uh we'll, we'll talk about it more when it's uh actually written so gotta get to that today
1: <laughs> fair enough uh, as for me, I got a couple questions cause I, um, you know, I moved, uh, the YouTube that used to be youtube.com slash kick tripod. I kind of moved all my personal stuff off of there and we just rebranded that to tactical crouch. Um, a lot of people asked like where the content was I was working on and kind of just decided that I need, need a little bit more working on me time uh this year. So uh doing some other stuff right now. I'm hoping to get back into doing some like more of like the, the video stuff I really wanted to do, but just a really busy time and you know I'm mm-hmm. I'm making I'm working on some healthier life choices first before I sit down making long videos. So uh, yes. thanks for everybody who asked about that though. I really appreciate it. Um you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod. Other than that though, chat, we are out of here. Hope you can, had a great Can I one. read
3: us out with one tweet? I just saw a tweet that yeah. really frames this episode very well all right it's from the late great terence mckenna and there you go and he talks about ayahuasca of course and the the tweet is ayahuasca the south american visionary wine unlike the mushroom does not speak it shows its language is visible a fractal hieroglyphic surface of intermediate dimensions that contains an endless unfolding of phenomena at level after level into the microphysical realm in which Chengdu Hunters always wins